0: Fritz, welcome to the Leadership Dynamics podcast.
1: We're excited to bring you the tools and resources used by dynamic, high-performing leaders to communicate effectively, grow their influence, and take their companies to the next level. Let's dive in.
0: Welcome to another episode of Leadership Dynamics. Dynamics. (laughs) So it's been a minute since we've had one. And I'd love to apologize for that, but life had gotten away from both of us. We both got COVID.
1: Yeah, that was not um, fun.
0: I don't so recommend it. There was, yeah, there was some stuff going on. So we we weren't able to record at that time. So, but we're back. And there's been a lot happening in life. And there's a lot happening in the world. So as we usually do, we sit here and go, so what should we talk about? And we look up tools and maybe some research that we've done on leadership or executives or CEOs or what have you. And, you know, it just seems like, and and I know we've talked about this, but it's worth bringing up again because I, I just firmly believe in this. But it just really seems like there is either a true lack of or there's some that get it but empathy is so important in leadership right now, mm-hmm. so important. And, you know, if we really look at some of the, just some of the recent events that have happened, like the shooting in Uvalde, Texas at, at the school there and some of the decisions that were made by the police, and I don't want to get into all of that, but just... The demands and the stress that leadership is given in a day in today's world seems more than what it was a decade ago. Mm Yeah. And I know that a decade ago, if not two or three decades ago, empathy was not something that you were going to practice because it was more hard-fisted, get your crap done, Mm-hmm. get to work, get me in those numbers. And we dealt with that kind of stress, which was just kind of commonplace. So it wasn't like stress. Where in today's world, it seems like as employees and as leaders, the stress levels are higher.
1: I would say that's true. Um, <clears throat> I guess as you were kind of talking about it, I was thinking about, you know, 10, 20 you know even 25 years ago when I was in the military I didn't have a cell phone I didn't have a personal computer I actually had to go to my college course like in my car I had to go to the classroom to finish and you know with everything technology-based and it's never gonna go away if anything it's gonna be more mainstream that I think we've lost the ability to put boundaries on ourselves and so a lot of that stress and that, you know, the mental health pandemic that's coming is because we are just bombarded with information. And I would, I would wager to say that 75 to 80 percent of the information coming at us is not accurate. It's not legit. It's not truthful. Um, it certainly doesn't speak to um, authenticity or truth because you know as we've coached human beings we've seen this this pattern of people not really even knowing how they fit in anywhere or how they should try to fit in or the people that they're working with Mm -hmm. want to pigeonhole them into a position that they expect you know like the communication and the authenticity and the empathy is missing and if You know of course our goal and our uphill swim is to shift how we come to life every day and those are probably the three biggest components of that
0: well yeah and and just you know when you're speaking of information and information today is like Swiss cheese it's just full of holes
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: you know i don't know how th- I, I it just that picture is what came to me when you said it, information and the lack of truthfulness in mm-hmm. it it's just it is literally filled with so many holes yeah that get filled in by platforms and people's opinions and people's realities and that's the problem when we have information that's full of holes we start as a as a human race, we start filling in those holes with thoughts or opinions or what we think is right or the realities that we may have or the belief system that we were brought up with or that was put on us. And we start filling in these holes with that. And really, if you really want to, for me, what social media truly is is nothing more than one of those holes and we fill it. Mm -hmm. Social media is literally nothing more than a platform. It doesn't do anything. We do everything on it. We create all of the information that goes on it. Nobody else does. We create that. So when you look at that and then you look at the world's events today, And we're talking about empathy and communication code and how to show up at life. Mm -hmm. Showing up at life and showing up as a leader and showing up at your job or showing up at your business is all one and the same. There is no separation. Yeah. And if you have a separation, well, then we have an identity crisis.
1: And don't don't people reach that?
0: Excuse me. I think people reach that more than A, they're willing to admit, or B, they realize.
1: Yeah, it's usually something that's, you know, like a performance plan that comes across your desk or, you know, you're being talked to all of a sudden about communication or lack of or drive or, you know, what the project entailed and you didn't show up and, you know, you're on a Zoom and and you didn't show your face and, you know, all, all the holes, right? Back to the Swiss cheese analogy, which is beautiful because I, you know, every slice of Swiss cheese has a little bit different whole variation. Mm-hmm. So- well,
0: And you have your Swiss cheese and then you have your baby Swiss that has a lot of little tiny ones.
1: Oh boy, I didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode is about cheese. <laughs> but everybody knows what Swiss cheese is. Mm-hmm. So this is not, this is a pretty good visual for, you know, for just filling in these spaces that we, we don't have anything for right welcome to leadership 101 as we dissect social media and the news and our thought process behind it because there's not one reality there's multiple realities so imagine if you have a hundred people in the room
0: there's a hundred realities yeah 10 people how often how how often is that looked at that way though how many people really look at it, if you have 100 people in the room, you have 100 different realities? There is not one reality in that room. And if you have a keynote speaker or a motivational speaker or a trainer or a consultant or a coach that's sitting on that stage in that room, now you have 101. Just because you're up on stage and you're an expert doesn't mean that your reality is the reality. There that's... is no the reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It is only based off of individual's <laughs> reality.
1: And you and, know how you, I'm sorry, complete your well,
0: thought. I'm just going to say that you can categorize and you can yeah. live in the same space of realities, but you'll never have two exact realities.
1: I'm glad you brought up the speaker thing because as a professional keynote speaker, I've been in those rooms with 300, 400, 500 people. And you're asked to tell your story, and you're asked to come in and, you know, well, our event is for X, Y, and Z. You know, do you think you can speak on that and what you do for a living? Absolutely. What's interesting in that is that some people in the room, and I know that you've been one because I've been one, where I've gone to see somebody speak, and I don't get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. But then there's somebody that could be sitting right next to you that is like, that is the cat's pajamas, and everybody needs to know what they said because, man, it was just everything to me, and and they probably came multiple times to see me talk. But it was all because of what their perception and their reality was in the moment of what I was saying. Or any other person you see that's a motivational speaker or a professional athlete.
0: Or they understand that there's a communication code. Yeah. If you truly understand how to hack communication, and you understand that there's an actual communication code, then you can speak to all audiences mm-hmm. because you understand that you and your reality is not 73% of the realities right. of the
1: world. Yes.
0: Because there's 73% of people that fall under certain communication code, listening, mm-hmm. if you will. That, that perceive and decipher and take that communication different than the way you're delivering it. Yep. So if you don't understand this communication code, then you're never gonna be heard, and then you're misunderstood, and then the chatter on the way out the exit is, God, that was really awful. I, I didn't connect with that <laughs> yeah. person at all. Uh-huh. I didn't understand, I got nothing. Yeah. That was a waste of money. Yeah. When what they really had to say meant a lot, and there was a lot of really good stuff. but if you don 't understand how to deliver it properly and and I know that keynote speakers are trained, and you go through a process and and I get all of that, but there's still a piece that gets missed because it 's not just about telling a story
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's about how you deliver that story and it even goes beyond that cliche.
1: It does and I think, you know, to go full circle is as I'm thinking about it with my other hat on as a speaker, there's, <clears throat> there's empathy in everything. So, you, you know, mm-hmm. you kick this off by talking about the lack of empathy in the world right now. And, you know, the expectations, people's expectations on others so even people that are paying for an event to come to an event, to sit down for an event, have an expectation that you're going to speak directly to them. And, and they don't even understand who they are. Right. And that's when, like you said, things can get kind of twisted and, and morphed in, into something else. But what's funny... And that's funny, kind of a
0: catch-22. It is. As a keynote <clears> speaker, <throat> because oh, yeah. and because we've talked about this in our own business. We want to market so that we can have people in front of us, so we have the ability to... Have clients hire us, mm-hmm. but we don't ever want to have unauthentic right. marketing that has no meat and potatoes to it. Right. And I think that there's a lot of really good marketers out there, and then they set that expectation in their marketing. Right. And then you get there and you're like, eh, <laughs> eh,
1: it's not really what I thought that was going to be. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I, I guess I, I'm. I'm losing on how to add on to that, that piece of it. Um, I definitely never want to be the keynote that is looked at one way, but when I show up, people are like, Oh, that was anticlimactic. You know, I don't think it could ever happen because I, just because of what we do, we're aware of of things.
0: You have, you have a great ability to read a room. Like you have an ability to tap into the energy in a room. And you feel that, so you get to tailor your <laughs> keynote, because I've watched you do yeah. this. But you tailor your keynote, and you're able to shift the energy to match the crowd you're in front of. Yeah. And and I think that that's not a trained ability. That's just, that's that's really understanding who Kim is. It is. As a person. Yes. So you have the ability to shift like that. I don't think that's something that I can ever be trained, but it's really the ability and the personal development journey that you've had, Mm -hmm. that you've been able to tap into that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you because a few years ago, I, I I wasn't there as far as communication goes. Yes, I could still speak in front of a crowd, but I really had to have my notes in front of me and I had to almost read my own story.
0: But don't you think you were more or less speaking at the crowd then? I was the crow. I
1: was partially because I was nervous. Mm-hmm. And when you're sharing and you're being truly authentic and vulnerable and you're hoping that you get empathy on the other side of that, um, it's terrifying to stand in, in front and have focus. So, yes, I was up there telling people who I was and why I was doing what I was doing but after, you know, 103, you know, I'm past 350 by mm-hmm. now of how many times I've spoke in front of people Right. that I, I will always go up with notes as a guideline, but you're right. I know that the one thing that I do well is read a crowd. And if I sense for, for a split second that it's going a different direction, I can shift. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think some of that can be coached, but I think more than not, it's um, it's that empathy part of you. It's... I
0: was just going to say, that's that piece of empathy because, yeah. I mean, I'm not a keynote speaker, but I've been on stage and I've I've had the opportunity to speak several times as coach, in front of the crowd, in front of your staff, in front of your parents, right. which are probably the most nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. um, but when you when you have that empathy then there's no place for judgment to live when you're up there mm-hmm. and as long as judgment can't get in the way then empathy can live yeah. and i think it's when we start judging on stage that we get ourselves in trouble as speakers what as yes players.
1: that's a very 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 good point because we will get up there and not only judge the crowd but we'll judge what we're saying mm-hmm. and so you're right that's a
0: bad bad
1: yep If you can, if you can seriously step into what empathy truly is and, and, you know, understanding the other person's perspective, then you're literally putting yourself in the seat of your audience.
0: And, and I think that's a great place to wrap this up. We kicked it off with empathy. Yeah. We're ending it with empathy. Yeah. And I know I just put this Facebook post out there a little while ago on our page that Judgment cannot live in the same space as empathy. Mm-hmm. So empathy does not mean weakness, leaders. It does not mean that you're looking for love or you're looking to get along. Or it, Empathy is none of that. Please look it up in the dictionary to understand the true definition of empathy. And I, you know what? That's not one we're going to tell you this time. We want you to do a little homework. Yeah and read it for yourself but i think we need more empathy especially with and and you mentioned the next pandemic being mental i think it's already here we just haven't called it out yep so
1: that's what we're doing but
0: i I would like (laughs) i would like to think and i don't want it to be but it's already here yeah and i think it was acceler it was coming And COVID accelerated it. Mm -hmm. But I I do believe here in 2022, we are in it. 2023, it will start getting announced and start getting in the spotlight as a much bigger avenue than it currently is. Yes. Because it's bigger than what people realize.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Agreed.
0: So practice empathy, people. And look it up. (laughs) We love you. And we'll definitely see you next week. Bye-bye. This episode provided you with valuable insights and actionable steps as you grow in your leadership journey.
1: For more information on this topic or other leadership tools and resources, visit our website at rewireddynamics.com.